Hello humans, hello humans, February 22nd, uh, reasonably early in the morning, a little after 9, heading on another very, very, very long trip. Uh, this one's a different uh, purpose, so maybe I'll do like three of these discussions. Got to take uh, my remaining dog in and get a uh, rabies vaccine. Uh, we've got to go to a inland vent vet here because the ones, ones on the coast, <laughs> you're a good girl, you get them. Uh, she likes barking at humans. Um, the ones on the coast won't won't buy me um, uh, the simplest form of the vaccine, which is simply the dead um, rabies virus in uh, denatured, or denatured rabies virus, the dead virus in uh, distilled water. And so these guys here, are, you know, they've got a corporate thing going and they can't buy outside of their system. And they only buy those that have, they end up having thimerosal or some other form of mercury in them. And I don't want to inject my dog with mercury. I got the, um, you know, I'm pretty convinced uh, because of the huge bloom that was, that I was um, like, a, you know, an unwilling member of. But I'm convinced it was the salt polio vaccine that gave me colon cancer and caused all kinds of um, problems, neurological, et cetera, et cetera. And I had two doses of that because we had a, a dose here in uh, school and then we go to Europe and there was no record us, of us having them. So they gave it to us again. And so, you know, it really trashed my brother and myself. We were both very ill after that second dose for some time. And then there's also a um, statistically viable bloom of um, colon cancer in males, uh, mostly white males, and um, it's in a cohort that received the vaccine in a specific spread of years from um, uh, 1958 until uh, 64. And if you had gotten these uh, sugar cube uh, vaccines then, uh, the, and you were male, etc., etc., you had a very much increased likelihood of getting uh, colon cancer. Uh, it's just, you know, it's statistically not too deniable that there was some connection there, that that particular cohort uh, had real troubles. A lot of people dying of it too. Um, I mean, a lot of my contemporaries passed in the same uh, period of time as myself. So when I died of colon cancer in 2018, um, uh, that, that year I also learned of two of friends of mine who were essentially the same age, within a year or so of my age, that also died. Uh, one I knew died of colon cancer. Uh, the other, I, we never did find out what it was. He'd just gone into the hospital and uh, perished like three months later. He was in uh, Europe, so it was difficult to get information about it. But there were a lot of us that died then. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> so I'm heading inland to get a... Uh, you know, the safest form of rabies vax that I can get for my dog. We have, I mean, we just lost Boris. They say it was um, 
for this leptospirosis. Um, I think they just picked that because they don't know for sure, but maybe it was. Maybe they actually did do one of the blood tests. I haven't been able to read the, um, have bring myself to read the uh, doctor's notes yet. It's still too, uh, too harsh on me. Anyway, so I got to get, got to get the girl here uh, inoculated against rabies because we do have rabies in our area. Uh, you know, like uh, maybe it was last year uh, or the year before, uh, there were two instances of rabid uh, raccoons in the area. And, you know, we're on the coast. There's all kinds of animals every fucking place. So, it, you know, I've got to do this. And I just don't want to get her anything with uh, thimerosal. So off we go. Taking my supplements again. Um, you can do that for a long time in the morning if you're recovering from all of this. Anyway, so I've got a bunch of um, things here. There's been uh, quite a bit of uh, emotional brouhaha out there. There was the um, Phil Godlewski movie, Greatest Fraud on Earth, which is like, well, you know, it's giving him too much credit. Uh, you know, there have been bigger frauds, you know, Bernie Madoff, these kind of guys, right? So, um, uh, you know, I don't necessarily agree with the title. Nonetheless, though, they did a really good job on that movie. And I guess um, Phil has said he's going to do his own movies and prove that that guy was wrong and, um, uh, and probably end up suing the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> so, anyway, so... This is one of those things where, um, you know, this is another Corey Good, right? Uh, Phil has poor judgment. He, he may indeed also be stupid uh, because he's out there promulgating the flat earth shit. Or, you know, he could legitimately be um, convinced of the flat earth, uh, you know. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> but the earth ain't flat. And there's a lot of reasons that, that we know that that is the case. In any event, though, so um, they, they made a movie about Phil. They show that Phil had groomed a 14-year-old girl when he was a uh, baseball coach, I think. I, I'm not 100% familiar with all of these details. Uh, but in any event, so he, he grooms this girl. Then uh, apparently there's text messages and uh, this kind of thing showing that they had sex when he was, or when she was 15 and he's like 10 years older. Okay, and so they, they arrest him. And then uh, there's a trial. Uh, he convinces her not to cooperate with the uh, prosecution and so, so he makes a plea deal where he just uh, agrees to plead guilty to what was a misdemeanor at the time, which was corruption of a minor. And uh, now it's a um, full-on um, uh, class three felony. So uh, he would have had to have registered as a sex offender and all this kind of stuff he'd been, if he'd pled guilty to corruption of a minor um, these days. Anyway, though, um, so Nick uh, Alvere makes a, a movie about him, uh, and and really, yes, he's a, a you know a convicted or or pled guilty. 
a pedophile, you know, an admitted uh, groomer of, of a kid. He didn't admit to the sex, and that's what apparently he's going to, to try and prove uh, didn't happen with his movie. So he's got an issue, right? He's got the same kind of butthead issue as Corey Good. Uh, he's living a, a he's LARPing, uh, so he's like uh, living a world of lies. Hang on a second here, I've got to adjust a few things. Uh, living in a, a world of lies as a LARPer. And he's a LARPer saying he's, you know, Q plus, and that he's the handler for Trump and all of these people. Like, okay, dude, you know, you're just so full of shit, it's just unreal. But you got some people that are believing it, and then you scam them on all this gold stuff, and then you get into this point where um, they write an article about you, and then you pull a Corey Good, and you sue a newspaper. And it's like, holy fucking shit. You know, uh, even Corey Good was not so stupid as to sue a newspaper, right? Um, you have to understand that they've got, they're not going to lose. They won't allow themselves to lose. And they've got some really serious uh, legal people and a history of, of defending their stuff. So it's a, it's a no-win situation for Phil. And then you have Discovery, right? Where they get to actually find out what's factual. And so they pulled out all of these text messages and stuff that supposedly were hidden and all of this kind of stuff. And he said he didn't use text, that, you know, they were using Blackberries or some damn thing. Um, you know, but basically it's all yet more lies trying to cover up his previous lies. And you get into that kind of a situation just as Corey Good did. Now, um, both Phil and Corey Good have a real problem, and that is that they have adopted a persona that is pretending to righteousness and they feel they must protect that righteousness in order to protect the persona, right? And so if Corey Good had never sued uh, Gaia TV and, and myself and um, uh, uh, C.W. Chanter and J. J. Widener and uh, all of these people and his former business partners, if he'd never sued any of them, he probably could have kept his uh, scam going on a lot longer. But lawsuits are going to going to degrade your uh, your ability to do things because you're going to be involved with it, right? And you're going to be spending money on it. Um, but uh, it won't ever do what you want, which is the protection and the repair of that. Um, righteousness that's been attached to the the persona so um, so <laughs> so the righteousness that's attached to the persona they feel needs to be protected in order to protect the LARP they've got going so Corey Good said that he was a um, a secret space program soldier or something like that in the secret military in our secret space force and he went uh, you know he he signed up and they snatched him at age six or something and then again I don't know all the details right uh, but they like snatched him at age six and they um, you know uh, and he and he works for the secret space program for uh, bunches of years and then they do this thing called a 20 uh, and back. So they, they let you work for 20 years and then they put you back in time. And so you go back and they somehow undo all the time that hits your body and you start all over again and live those years all over again. 
And so this is like a really goofy idea. And there was just all kinds of holes in uh, Corey Good's story. Um, it was all bullshit, right? 100% bullshit made up with uh, David Wilcock for Gaia TV. Uh, Gaia TV was presenting it. They made shitloads of money on it. People believed it. And that's Corey Good's problem. He had followers that actually believed his horseshit because none of, a, none of the, the people could fathom that someone could sit there and bold-faced lie week after week after week on TV. Um, you know, flat out, just stare at the camera and lie, lie, lie. And so people didn't believe that, or they don't, they don't think that that's the way the world works. It is indeed that way. Um, I mean, look at all the news reporters, right? They know that shit ain't real. They read it anyway. Um, but um, so Corey Good does this, and then he gets called out on it. And that was my sin, right? That I called him out on it on Twitter and just gave him a lot of shit for the lies he was popping out. And then ultimately he sues me. And the suit was so badly, it was so badly written, I thought it was bogus. They sent it to me electronic and I just dismissed it. Didn't do shit with it. Didn't respond to it or anything because I thought it was a hoax. It was just such a bad, bad, bad lawsuit. And this is because of this um, uh, woman who's the sister of Teresa Yaneros, who was one of these Corey's Kids uh, cult members, uh, was the lawyer. And she just did not know what the fuck she was doing. Um, anyway, and so they sued me. Oh, you know, and I was real sick. This was 2019. I was recovering from having died from the colon cancer. And initially, I just didn't feel like it was smart for me to uh, take it on, okay? One of the reasons that that, um, that was the case, that I felt that way, was this um, effect of the cancer surgery. Uh, so uh, I go there, I've got, um, it, you know, it's my last day on the planet, I'm uh, shitting blood, I'm 128 pounds, nobody could ever find anything. I knew I was dying, I knew there was something that going on, and the fucking doctors could never find anything. Anyway, so I go there, I've got intussusception in the, in the bowel, and I'm shaking and stuff, and my heart stops just as they take me into the, the uh, surgery room, and then they put me on all the gear. And then I'm told later by the nurse, like the, after in that first day of recovery, that it took them 20 minutes to get me back up and running uh, after the surgery. So they, so basically the they they were saying the woman, the nurse that was there was saying, you know, they sort of like missed the fact that I had died going on in and were just doing their shit, and you know, and my body was dead because I was I was so weak I'd passed out anyway repeatedly just lying there. But in any event, though, so. I, uh, I had had uh, anesthesia, and anesthesia on a big surgery like that produces um, this, this phenomenon called anesthesia amnesia, and uh, so I had forgotten vast quantities of stuff, so I lost huge amounts of my German vocabulary, uh, my Italian vocabulary, the words are just gone, I mean, I, they just weren't there anymore, all kinds of memories were just no longer attached to me, uh, so... So it was kind of a weird situation. And so I felt a little, my brain felt a little bit odd. It was in the first few months. It was like maybe, I don't know when they actually filed the, the suit on us. Um, maybe it was like March 2019. I, I got the, 
the suit delivered to the point where I actually understood they were serious. Um, and that it was, and at that point, like I say, I knew I had had the uh, amnesia. I knew I was suffering some effects. My brain wasn't right. My body obviously wasn't right. And so I didn't have a lot of energy and I was feeling down a little bit and so on. Um, you know, a little bit uh, low energy and stuff. I've got to keep the window open for the dog. So it's just going to be a little noisy. Um, anyway, and so I decided, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just hire an attorney, right? Uh, I didn't know if I was going to live, right? I was just so exhausted from uh, dying those last few years. It was like, oh, fuck, you know, I just don't have any oomph, just don't have any uh, anything in me. So I hired an attorney. That was a big mistake. Uh, this was to defend me and um, to get me out. Really, all I wanted was a motion to dismiss uh, because I shouldn't have been in there. They, He charged me with a bunch of shit in his um, lawsuit, including RICO, right? which is a criminal racketeering organization. They're trying to make it out like we were a, a gang that was after um, the righteous um, secret space program guy who was risking him, his life and everything to tell us the truth. And it's like, guys, you know, there's there's real logic here. This is just like the um, shit with Kerry Cassidy and Mark Richards. If Mark Richards seriously was actually in a secret space program, the the state would not invest the money in keeping him alive if he were a danger to them they would kill him they would not hoax up a uh, fake criminal murder conviction with with convicting these other individuals in order to just put him into prison if he had been in the military he would not be in a civilian prison anyway if it was a secret space program and they wanted to punish him and stuff they would put him in a military prison or if there was a secret space program, they would imprison him off planet. So, you know, so none of the shit that Kerry is saying uh, stands the test of reason. Lots of the same thing was the case with um, Corey Good. None of the shit that he was saying made any sense at all. And what really, I think, really irritated me more than anything was uh, he was promulgating this idea that he had been, uh, that he was 60 years older than he'd actually because he had done three of these 20 and backs. And, and I object to these people uh, saying that time works that way, that you can go back and forth in time. And that's when I started bitching at him. And then one thing led to another and I get involved in this lawsuit and I hire these attorneys. Eh, they were they were like, eh, they were okay. But the next thing I know when I'm paying attention and got to pay a bill here, it's like, holy fuck. Well, I hadn't been kicked out of the court case and it was, um, oh, Maybe it's three months into it. All of a sudden, I find I've got three attorneys and I got a bill for $33,000. And first off, I hired one attorney, not three. I didn't need the other two working on it. And I'm not a cash cow for somebody, so I fired them all. And they all freaked. They just shit. Uh, because I fired them all in a minute, told them, give me all the records. You guys are shit canned. Here's your money. You know, get the fuck out of my life. I'll do this on my own. Which was really good for me. It was a good fight. It made me uh, get really serious about getting my brain and body together and uh, studying the law and doing all this kind of stuff. And then, so I studied it a lot. And then I thought, well, now wait a second. There's a huge point of vulnerability here. 
that, you know, I can game the whole system. Because I saw the way that this thing was going on, with Corey adding more and more defendants. Each defendant that was added added more attorneys, more paperwork, more procedures, more timelines of, you know, 15 days here for a response to this attorney's submission, another 15 days for your reply, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, so it was developing into a giant morass really fucking quick. And I just didn't want any part of it, right? I knew I didn't do any of the stuff I was being accused of, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to get convicted of some bogus shit, as we see with, uh, you know, Corey Good or uh, with uh, Trump. Trump got convicted of bogus shit in New York, right? You can't trust these courts. So I discovered a couple of things here, right? Nowadays, I would do it with AI, and it would have been a lot a lot fucking easier. But here's the deal. Um, in these court proceedings, uh, you have to go into it. So the first thing I did was to establish a baseline. You know, what do I know about all of the court stuff? Where are the motivations on all these people? What are they doing? And, and why do they act this way? And... Um, one of the things I discovered was that uh, judges do not want to ever um, make a ruling uh, that can be appealed, okay? Because then that, that nature of that ruling itself means that they themselves can be sued. And so it's like, oh, they don't want to get uh, anything that can be appealed because then there's the potential, the very likelihood very probability, you know, it's very probable that it'll be overturned uh, because it's a, uh, you got to understand the, the mindset of these judges. So a judge a, a panel that's being presented with some other judge's uh, action to uh, critique it, so to speak, and, and pronounce on it, the easiest thing for them to do is to overturn it and kick it out of their court and they don't have to fuck with it. And they don't get tainted with it, no matter how goofy it is, because uh, they're not sustaining it. They just have to find a reason that it, that it can be overturned. All the judges know this, so they don't want anything going up to any panels for appeals and reviews. And so, and so I discovered this, right? And then I, so I know that they don't want to do anything. They don't ever want to make a ruling uh, that gets them off into, quote, new territory. And so I saw my options there. So another thing about this is that these people work, the court system works on this 15-day time lag at the federal level. So you submit a motion, they get it to me electronically, I have 15 days to respond, right? So your attorney gives me something, Corey Good's attorney uh, did something, and um, the courts are really weirdly set up anyway. But anyway, and then I have 15 days to respond to it. And then, so that's my response. And then uh, she would have 15 days to reply to my response, right? So basically, she submits something and then she figures she's got a month. Because it'll take me 15 days to respond and then she's got her 15 days. So she's managing, this is Corey Good's attorney. She was managing uh, suing all kinds of people. Uh, Gaia, you know, Gaia TV had shitloads of um, uh, attorneys out of New York. I mean, like top dog, you know, $500 an hour kind of guys. They weren't fucking around. Uh, you know, she was suing Jay Widener. He has attorneys. Uh, you know, I had finally gone pro se, fired my attorneys and was doing it myself. So I actually removed some of her burden. 
but so she thought. But anyway, so here I am, and I discover this. A, judges don't want to do anything that's new and precedent-setting. B, they live and die by procedure. And so what I did was I discovered that Corey Good had this thing out there that he disclaimed. He, he claimed it was not him. Okay, this was the Light Warrior Legal Fund. And he was saying it was being run by somebody else on his behalf, that he didn't start it and stuff. Well, I could disprove that real easily with the um, IP address chain and the whole thing, right? So Corey Good was running it. And in there, uh, that thing defamed me by lumping me in with child pred predators and stuff, right? And so I thought, aha. And so I did this. I waited until a strategic moment, and then I arranged things to make the procedures work in my favor, this 15-day time lag, and the fact that these guys and their procedures, the court has to do these things one by one by one in the time and in the order in which they're presented. If they take one extra day, they've got lawsuits on their hands suing them for violating their own procedures. Maybe it's going to set a precedent, maybe it'll get put in review, and, and yada, yada, yada. So it's a big problem to not do things in a timely fashion, right? Um, all right, so, uh, so what I did was to, to put in a motion for injunctive relief. Now, normally, I was a defendant. I was being sued by butthead Corey Good. And normally, usually, defendants don't even apply for injunctive relief. We're the, it's usually the plaintiff implying, applying for injunctive relief to get the defendants to stop doing something while the trial's going on. Here, I'd reversed it, so I knew we were in new territory right away. There are very few of these that have ever been granted, but it was, it was possible. And uh, then uh, I timed it so that I had a um, reply to uh, one of her responses on my motion to dismiss. And then I, I filed that and then I instantly filed uh, my, after, after uh, that response on my motion to dismiss, I filed my um, uh, plea for injunctive relief which I knew they weren't going to grant. I knew they didn't even want to look at it. Now, so there's two judges involved, right? There's the judge judge, and then there's the administrative uh, judge, the one who does all of the work and deals with the, the um, a sort of like an intern judge and, and does all of the procedures and uh, filings and does all the shit work, basically, all of the easy stuff. And then the judge judge, who might be manning, managing many, many, many cases, uh, with lots of these assistant judges. But anyway, the judge judge um, makes the final rulings. Now, the administrative judges can make all kinds of rulings, including motion to dismiss, which is what they did in my case. They threw me out of that case, right? Big shock to Corey Good. And I knew that they were going to because when I submitted my uh, motion for injunctive relief, my plea for injunctive relief, uh, to get them to shut down Corey Good's light warrior um, uh, website that was defaming me. Um, I knew they wouldn't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. And guess what? The uh, judge, the main judge there, did not assign that particular document to his administrative judge. He retained it because he knew that that administrative judge could not do anything with it. It was not within her power 
uh, to do that kind of thing. And um, uh, he had to deal with it. He also knew it was coming up right after the very next thing after they dealt with my motion to dismiss would have been my plea for injunctive relief. And so if they had denied my motion to dismiss, they would have had to have dealt with that motion for injunctive relief. They would have had to have ruled on it. It couldn't have been passed, couldn't have been um, glossed over, none of that. They would have had to have made a ruling on it. So I had them by the short hairs, right? I I literally had that judge by the balls and I was squeezing him. Um, So anyway, so my motion to dismiss comes on up and hey, big shock, the administrative judge kicks me out agrees that, you know, some of this shit was quasi-factual, that I had indeed participated with these individuals, but it didn't rise to the level of RICO, and that yada, 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 you're out of here. And so it's like, okay, cool, I won, right? I, I, I game the system in a corrupt uh, federal court, and I was kicked out. And that's, I, I achieved my goal, and that was what I wanted. Anyway, so, um, here we have Phil Godlewski going down uh, Corey Goode's uh, butthead path, you know, out singing the butthead song and going down the path. Um, and uh, uh, Phil Godlewski um, isn't good, he's going to reap the same kind of results. So Corey Good is still involved in this lawsuit. Uh, so here we are in 2024 and he's still doing all these fucking lawsuits. None of this shit's settled. I'm the only one that got kicked out of any of it as far as I know. I haven't paid any attention to it since uh, they threw me out, said, no, we don't want to fuck with you. You're just, you know, you're going to cause us problems. Um, and see, so, so I actually, even though my arguments were legit and I had a really, you have to do it. Okay. Procedure says you can't use more than this number of words. It's got to be this, this format, blah, 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 blah. And all the time stuff. So I was tight on procedure because I'm a computer programmer, which is basically you pay attention to fucking details. Right. And so I, um, uh, I did a good job on the procedure and everything, and I and I get kicked out of that. Now, uh, Phil and Corey uh, are on that same path. Corey's still involved with this. If Phil actually gets a bunch of lawsuits going against uh, Nick Avlier, uh, Avier, whatever the hell his name is, Nick, and these other guys, uh, he'll be involved with it you know, five, six, seven, ten years from now. There'll be all kinds of um, attorneys involved and huge amounts of uh, money going out the door kind of thing. And, um, hang on. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, and it won't work, right? So the, the real problem for both of them is this. They had uh, an audience that was convinced they were legit. They had, I said, because there were documents or something that caused these audiences to lose their faith in the cult. And so in Corey Good's case, it was they, you know, he sued Gaia and then ultimately Gaia took all that shit off the, the TV and all of a sudden his, uh, Corey Good's ability to grow his audience was gone, you know, because all those reruns were, were gone. They, were, they weren't available anymore. And uh, then, and also he was getting real pushback from everybody he had sued. And it was like, man, you know, are you really that fucking stupid? Are you as stupid? Well, at the time he was more stupid. He was setting a precedent uh, that, you know, Phil Godlewski followed when he sued a newspaper. It's like, holy shit, dude. 
anyway, um, so now we know that all of this stuff's out there about the receipts for Phil Godlewski and stuff, and Phil has actually gone through um, depositions. Now, I didn't know about all of the gold scams and all the other shit, these, uh, you know, light wave patches and, and this um, wellness company crap that um, uh, Phil is promoting uh, and all the millions of dollars that he made. And, and we're talking like, like, like millions. Uh, he claims to be worth $75 million. Now, um, I can't think of the guy's name. But anyway, so some people have said, well, he doesn't act like somebody who's got that kind of money, right? Because if you've got a lot of money, that you do act a particular way. Um, so maybe he is actually worth a shitload of money, though. But of course, we know he is... Uh, a liar and a, a, you know, can't help it, probably um, compulsive, right? And anyway, so he's claiming to be worth $75 million. But we, but also, there's, there's real evidence that he bought a $7.5 million house in Maui. He's part of the Maui land grab after the Lahaina fires. Um, you know, pretty cool house, actually, in, in Maui. And it's like, well, shit, I, you know, that would solve my uh, housing problems if I could just scam a few, uh, a few tens of millions of dollars off a, off a few people and go buy a place in Hawaii, right? Have to, have to get a private plane to carry us over because you can't take a, a woofing dog into, you know, uh, regular airplanes, right? Um, but, uh, you know, outside of the fact that I'm scandalized there's on, on that part of it, uh, it's just truly amazing the amount of millions that he apparently has raked off and decided not to keep in the banks or whatever and went in and stashed it in property. So we know, or well, we don't know, maybe he bought a shitload of gold too. Who knows? But in any case, um, yeah. oh, those evil mail carriers. Oh, they're just terrible. Got to bark them up. Um, so we'll, we'll be doing this whenever she's got an opportunity to bark at somebody she's going to. So back to Phil. Anyway, so Phil and Corey have this issue, uh, with their audience where they're trying to, with their cult actually, where they're trying to maintain their cult leader status even though they've now been shown to have feet of clay and do bad things. Um, and their problem is that they don't quite recognize that you cannot restore that by a court case. So I'm here to tell you that even if uh, Phil Godlewski were to win all of his court cases, even if he were to win the court case against um, the the newspaper, and even if he were to win all of his court cases against all these other people that are, are causing him problem and calling him names, it's not going to restore anything. His, uh, his, uh, the element of belief has been shattered. So it just isn't going to do him any good. He could maybe uh, try to uh, build a new cult, and Corey tried that, didn't work. Uh, he didn't have the, uh, neither one of them so far have um, any kind of, quote, validation by a court saying they're legit, right? And the court will never, ever, ever say you're legit. 
the court would never ever say that that uh, Fildo is not uh, a pedo, right? They wouldn't say that. They would just simply, you know, rule that there wasn't enough evidence uh, to uh, provide substantive um, fact that he was a pedo, right? So in other words, there's still always going to be that suggestion. And they're going to sue, you know, or his issues too will be all of the grift, right? All of the, um, that kind of stuff. Now, I think that's going to affect both of them in a really harsh way if we ever get uh, Department of Justice back again in the sense that these guys are, are both, uh, you know, um, stealing millions of dollars and, um, or not stealing, scamming millions of dollars. And at some point there will be uh, a legal um, recom or, or reckoning with it, right? They will have to um, deal with the, the situation. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, um, so Phil's got a problem. It, it won't work, right? Uh, and he's actually far better off, in my opinion, just as we know from the actual real-life example of Corey Good, uh, they're far better off not suing because when it goes bad against them, when there's discovery, they've got to get up there and, and do some kind of really fancy dance in the discovery to say that all this stuff they've been claiming is a lie is fact. Because if they if they don't, right? I mean, if they lie under oath for for this, then there are criminal possibilities, right? You can get uh, perjury and you could get, uh, and the courts get really pissed about that. And then periodically they um, uh, set an example on somebody. Um, and come down hard on them, send them to jail, that kind of thing, just to keep the whole system functioning. So anyway, so they... They've got to do it a particular way. So Corey danced around a lot of the stuff. He was trying to claim that his story that he told Gaia was his intellectual property and he owned it, and Gaia couldn't uh, do stuff with it uh, independent of him, in spite of the contract he'd signed that explicitly gave them those kind of rights. Anyway, though, um, so it didn't work for Corey. His, his cult falls away. His uh, money stream falls away. And now he's got tons of debts. Uh, attached to legal fees, uh, as well as like other kinds of stuff, and he's going to face real issues here. Another thing Corey did, which was not too um, uh, smart, wasn't too swift in my opinion, was that he used the um, period of time for the uh, laws lawsuit to monopolize the use of the uh, money from this movie that they'd made. He and and um, a lot of people. Um, David Wilcock and um, uh, Jordan Sather and a couple of these people were in this movie, right? And so they, um, uh, there was revenue from that, and he monopolized it as the controlling entity during the period of the lawsuit. Well, his other uh, partner sued him, and now he's going to have to do a reconciliation. He's going to have to pay out all this money that he had been holding and monopolizing. I don't know that he's got it. You know, it's just as a, it's a bad, stupid approach, right? So I don't know how much money um, Fildo has, how much he's scammed, uh, nor what kind of arrangements he's made with his money, uh, or the money that he had scammed, other than I know that um, he's purchased some houses and he was rather open and upfront about that. Uh, bought a $7.5 million place in Maui, uh, 
other places in like Arizona or someplace. Uh, <coughs> theoretically, I mean, we he's claiming to have had uh, to have purchased a, a house in in Greece that was worth like eight million. So he's got a you know quite the collection there. Does it total up to seventy five? Well, not that we're seeing there, but he very well may have millions of dollars. not yet uh, spent that you know or stashed somewhere we just don't know uh, I don't know the nature and the extent of the scheme uh, we know that he spent a lot of money buying views and that that really um, pumped him up there it's a judgment issue right uh, people see that oh he's got you know 700,000 followers or something and it's like uh, you know he's claiming 18 million views on a video that on a live stream that's showing 40,000 people are watching, uh, had watched it. It's like, okay, guy, you know, you're lying about that, and he's lying in a weird way, saying he's got special software that allows you allows him to see all of the views. And it's like, oh, guys, you know, we're going to have to dispute on that, um, that such software exists, etc., etc. And I doubt seriously that he's ever had uh, millions of views on a live stream. Um, but anyway, so now his movie comes out, he's got a real problem, he's gonna start suing people, and he's going to demonstrate that his judgment is unsound because he's going to go and try and do this um, non-productive, it won't work, it can't work approach of trying to restore the righteousness to his uh, LARPing uh, persona and keep his, uh, with the idea I'm supposing, of keeping the LARP going. Which again, it is not gonna work. Man, hang on, I'm gonna have to do something here. There we go, okay, cool. This idiot was, I'm on a major or semi-major state route freeway here and this, um, this guy had, um, was going, he was ahead of me and going slow. He'd pulled over and, uh, pulled over right in front of a, a logging truck with about 50,000 pounds of logs that was trying to come up a hill and had been accelerating and had to use uh, the compression on the engine to decelerate. That's what all that noise was. Anyway, um, that one doesn't do it. Okay, hang on. I'm trying to get some adjusted uh, wind here for the dog. Anyway. Um, Hope that isn't too noisy. And if it is, hey, screw it. Nothing I can do about it. So Phil is like, he's like um, Corey. They're not going to be able to recover his uh, grift. Uh, people may or may not um, pick up on this over time. Um, And, but it is uh, demonstrating this, this lack of judgment, right? So in my opinion, both Corey and um, 
uh, Phil are poor thinkers because they didn't game out what they were attempting to do with the lawsuits, how it could possibly end, and the level of risks involved. And of course, the more people you sue, the more lawyers you get, and uh, you know, uh, Phil is out there bragging, oh, well, I've got a big legal team, and you know, you can't fuck with me, I just throw another lawyer at it. It's like, dude, every time you get involved with another lawsuit, and every time you add another lawyer in there, uh, you're raising your level of risk, right? Not only economically, not only in the money, but in the uh, possibility, the probability that it's going to go bad on you. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, they're going down the butthead trail, uh, hopping along just like a, a bunny. And we'll see how, see how it works out for them. I don't know that Phil's going to actually ever sue anybody. Um, the issue there, too, is that say that he actually had all these stolen millions, right? All this grifted millions stashed away and he's paying attorneys on it. I'm certain he can find attorneys that will convince him that he'll be able to sue and win because it's in their interest to do so because all they want is the paycheck. All they want is the, is the work attempting to prove that, that they can do it. And that's what they're doing. They're attempting, right? There's no guarantee just because they say they can sue and restore your reputation. And in fact, even if you sue and won, who the fuck's going to pay attention to that, right? Hang on. So, um, you know, you need to get your... You need to analyze things and think about shit before you do it. Otherwise, you end up in this big, big problem. And once you get into these suits, you can't get out easily. You can't, like, file a lawsuit against a bunch of people and then, you know, spend a bunch of money on attorneys and stuff and get so far and say, ah, I don't want to do it anymore. You know, I'm done with it. It just doesn't work that way. You just don't get out that easy. So, um... We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But it's very interesting that all this, uh, all these issues about around judgment are coming on up, right? And uh, we find that there's the same lack of judgment um, in a particular group of individuals. So uh, there have been uh, new people coming up into the quote truther movement um, in like last few months. And we've had some um, developing emotional brouhaha around all of this. So you've got, uh, for instance, you've got Carrie Cassidy. She actually said, in her opinion, um, Phil was definitely working with the White Hats. And then, like, you know, maybe it was like a couple of weeks later, out comes a movie saying he's a pedo and a grifter. And doesn't have any connection to any of these military people that he's claiming. And, you know, he's putting on, a, he's LARPing, he's putting on an act here. Not a very good one. Uh, you know, he doesn't really know what he's doing, I don't think. He's not an accomplished, uh, you know, like trained con artist or anything. Uh, he just fell into this and, and is sort of bumbling along, in my opinion. But anyway, so Kerry Cassidy thought he was 100% legit and made that statement. Then it comes out, now there's this leaked uh, four minute or five minutes of a video with her Kerry Cassidy, this guy Jason Q, some woman named Janine, and uh, this guy Patriot Underground. And, uh, and Patriot Underground is quite clearly distressed. Uh, Jason Q is all bent out of shape that Kerry Cassidy doesn't want to um, 
discuss the the you know uh, Phil's pedophilic activity, and Carrie Cassidy is doing a lame ass version of saying, "Well, well, I have information, and 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 things are going to come out. There's going to be some trouble, and blah blah blah." Well, you know, she's got to alibi her position now that she's said that he's legit. And so here is another element of, of Kerry Cassidy's judgment, you know, just like with Mark Richards, that that really isn't shit. And, um, and so we, you know, if you were to project that, you would project that, oh, perhaps she applies that same level of judgment and same level of skill in... Um, uh, character analysis to all of her uh, quote whistleblowers in which case hey they're all as legitimate as, as Mark Richards uh, you know who is a convicted murderer that's been lying to her for who's been lying to her for for you know 12 interviews at least and telling her all this horse shit that um, doesn't exist and is um, uh, you know factually not not possible so we get, um, get you know, so you have to apply this, this analysis of their judgment all over. And so she's got to protect, to some degree, uh, the idea that she has uh, enough acumen in character analysis to be able to judge whether someone's lying to her. And which, quite clearly, in my view, she does not. She's not able to, to do that. And, uh, uh, and this is sort of where we're at with that. Now... This is on top of all of this other, quote, infighting uh, about all of this stuff. Now, I get pissed about people being technically inaccurate, and I think uh, Carrie is just, you know, uh, uh, totally ignorant of AI, has no concept of the tech involved, no concept of what's going on there, and she accepts the murderer, Mark Richards, telling her that AI can float through the air, and an alien AI came and floated and, uh, and descended on on Earth and took us over and is managing us, and that there's battles between AIs and there's alien AIs running around and all of this kind of shit, with no technical qualification as to how any of that might be possible. So anyway, though, um, we also have uh, the same kind of stuff going on with. Um, uh, this uh, woman, uh, Jan Halper Hayes, who is a, oh, that's right, uh, we got uh, road work up here. Anyway, so she's a psychiatrist uh, or psychologist, um, and she's uh, done business shit, and she says she's a conservative, and she works with, um, uh, the, she says she's on a task force with the Department of Defense, and uh, is working on this task force for Trump and the what everybody calls the White Hats. And okay, that's fine. Uh, I would be. I'm really shocked that the Department of Defense would hire some, that particular mind. Okay, I find her understanding to be extremely facile. She she basically has no grasp of, of any of the stuff going on. Has no understanding of the. Uh, particulars of any of the supports that are required for technical stuff and has made a bunch of really stupid um, uh, statements, right? So uh, she's tried to pimp... Uh, all right, so first off, uh, she uh, associates with Charlie Ward. And Charlie Ward is a self-admitted 
uh, groomer for Jimmy Savile. He's also a self-admitted money launderer. And she thinks that this latter part, the money launderer part, she's made statements that, oh, well, you know, the, the good guys are using Charlie Ward's expertise to, to get our gold back and this kind of thing. And it's like, well, wait a second. What expertise did Charlie have? He claims to have sat on an airplane with a big pile of cash. And some of these airplanes also contained women and children that were being trafficked, which he never really gets into that. But anyway, he claims to have sat on airplanes with big piles of cash while they flew to a country and then he deposited the cash in a bank. And money laundering doesn't work that way, guys. So, um, so anyway, so, um, so I think Charlie Ward is mainly a liar. I think he's uh, a LARPer as well. And he's uh, trying to scam everybody as a patriot and he's not and so on and so on, right? Uh, so he's another one of these like Phil Godlewski kind of guys. It's a grift. And here supposedly a professional psychiatrist and or psychologist, I forget which one she is, I think she's a psychiatrist, and I think she actually mentored under um, Carl Rogers, who is the psychiatrist that engineered all the MK Ultra shit. So, you know, not really good a pedophile for, or not really good pedigree for, uh, for this, right? So, um, hanging out with somebody that grooms for, for pedophiles, and um, is a grifter doesn't demonstrate that you've got really good acumen in character analysis and which a psychiatrist or a psychologist anybody in mental health you really ought to be able to to know that and then she claims like i say to be a conservative which okay i don't know a whole lot of conservatives that have worked with uh nancy pelosi for 40 years i don't know a lot of conservatives that work to bring the uh, Democratic convention to San Francisco and is proud of it and is proud of having worked with Nancy Pelosi. Now, I, I couldn't be in the same room with Pelosi. I would puke. Um, it'd be that, that distressing to me. And then this woman also claims to be, you know, a longtime associate with Diane Feinstein and all of this kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, so basically Jan Halper Hayes, she's deep in the Elohim worship cult. She's deep in the Uniparty. And she's out there organizing rhinos uh, internationally to vote for rhinos here in the U.S. So she's uh, uh, organizing expat Republicans uh, for their overseas votes and stuff. And, and so basically she's saying, I'm a proud member of the Uniparty. And then also she spent all this time working with media, applying the tools and stuff that uh, Carl Rogers had supposedly taught her, if indeed he was her mentor, and doing the MK Ultra shit on all of the uh, dumb fucking generations that we're dealing with now, and she's doing it through TV. So none of these are like, in my opinion, in my judgment, none of these are, are um, accomplishments that speak to her uh, being a patriot or speak to her being um, a conservative. In fact, just the opposite. Uh, that she's part of the Uniparty and is, you know, part of the the infiltrators and part of all the problems we've got here. So, uh, so like I say, I don't, you know, I'm not really, not really a big uh, uh, Jan, you know, Doctor Biz Shrink uh, fan here. Uh, she's um, uh, an infiltrator uh, and uh, is likely, uh, you know, a Decepticon, right? just uh, coming in there to con people for shit. 
and uh, she said, will say all of the right things and then do none of the right things. And so she doesn't distance herself from Charlie and keeps hanging out with him. And she actually comes on up and tries to alibi her position by um, through a group kind of a thing where she gets on with um, this guy in a cowboy hat, Derek, and uh, these other people and says, um, you know, yada, 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 uh, all movements have infighting and just as the the movement is becoming successful there will be more infighting because of all of the new people involved and all the old people uh you know think their feet are being uh, stepped on by the new people coming into the movement and okay so the cowboy hat dude um you know uh, carrie cassidy uh i don't know that she's interviewed with carrie uh but the the cowboy hat guy um Michael Jaco and um, Patriot Underground and some of these other people uh, are getting shit not because they're new. None of us, I don't give a shit that someone's new to this and they're talking about any of this crap. I don't think anybody, any of the old farts in the um, um, in this uh, woo business give a shit. I mean, we don't care. You know, in fact, it even makes it easier. I don't have to talk about it. Um, really what everybody's objecting or, or what the objections are is the uh, horseshit that's being introduced, right? The fact that they're using these, you know, the regular tactics of telling you, uh, you know, 78% fact and then um, uh, giving you the rest that's bullshit. And so that's how the bullshit intrudes on the narrative, on the, on the discussion. Uh, by coming in you know, with, with the factual stuff that you're supposed to hear. So anyway, so uh, Jan Halper Hayes uh, tried to pimp the QFS. She, even though she says, well, I'm not an expert about it, and then goes on to try and pimp this shit. And if you're not an expert about it, you know, you don't have the judgment to keep your mouth shut about something that you don't have any, any knowledge of, but you feel you must pimp. It's like, wait a second, there's some, some other agenda. There's some kind of um, other uh, motivation going on here. And, and so I'm, I'm feuding with her. I actually think she's stupid, okay, like a low intelligence person. And, and uh, she has all these claims to having uh, trained thousands and thousands and thousands of executives. Well, I can recharacterize that for you and say that her career was spent training midwits. It was spent training middle management, okay, and it was, and those people are not known for being great thinkers. And uh, so she didn't do, um, wasn't wasn't out there doing great service, you know, clearing the mind of like Elon Musk or something, right? She was working with all these mid-level people, uh, all of these um, corporate guys and so on in, in the mid-level management kind of stuff. In any event, so, <laughs> so, <coughs> so, really so so much for her judgment you know her judgment is very suspect in my opinion my judgment is that her judgment sucks that you know see she associates with people that are are at let's just say uh, have criminal associations uh, around them right um so charlie ward you can say that quite factually he admits to bringing uh underage women or underage uh, females to top of the pops to Jimmy Savile. And so, and he admits that, you know, he knew they were going to be, um, 
hit on and they would have to have sex with Jimmy Savile in order to get on the top of the pop show. Um, you know, criminal activity, right? Pedophilic. And we have her associating things. Charlie Ward's a good guy. Thinks Charlie Ward's um, view counts are legit. She probably thinks uh, Phil Godlewski is legit, just like Carrie Cassidy. Although Carrie Cassidy may now uh, be coming to some other opinion about that. I'm going to stop here in a little bit at this um, state route pea palace and uh, get out and let the dog get out. We'll get some air and some walking time here. And then I'll pick up on another one of these. In any event, though, so uh, people that are going to be sued, if, if he actually ever gets around to doing it, uh, people that are going to get sued by Phil Godlewski have a, um, a new tool they can use. Because I was just thinking about it here. Uh, if I had to do a lawsuit now uh, against a butthead like Corey Good, I would use AI. I would first go through and get transcripts of everything they had said, just have it, you know, pull up a video and have it generate transcripts, right? Take the transcripts, save it off as a file, as a um, just regular old text file. And then later, I would collect all of these fuckers, all of the their words and all of these TV shows, and then I would run them through the AI and with some particular queries to have them reformat all of that stuff and present it to me in a particular way for the the uh, evidence I need in the lawsuit. So, you know, everything that Phil Godlewski has ever said in any video can be dumped into a text file and then analyzed repeatedly different ways with AI. And, <laughs> boy, I bet you're going to find some interesting stuff there. So we got... All right, so we'll be pulling off here, and, and I'll pick up on this in a little, in a little.